0: Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. One of the stories that's been told and retold many times over the years in our family is the one about how many summers ago when my wife Lisa and I were, shall we say, courting, We were at our family camp in Maine and decided one morning that we wanted to go sailing. Thinking back, it was all very romantic. It was a beautiful and breezy day. We'd packed a lunch and we were going to sail down to the far end of the lake, or what's referred to up there as the pond. Six or seven miles down to the end of the lake where it's quiet, where there's no camps, and where we could just enjoy nature and enjoy the time being alone together. And since I knew this lake pretty much like the back of my hand, and since I was a reasonably experienced sailor, I also knew that the wind would easily carry us down the lake. And even if we would have to tack back home, that is, to crisscross back and forth across the water, catching the wind at an angle as we did so, that we'd be back to camp long before dark, having spent a wonderful day and having impressed this girl who even then I was pretty intent on marrying. And it was wonderful. Except that when we got to the far end of the lake, the wind just died. Not a breath of breeze, with no sign of change forthcoming. And since all we had on board for such a situation was one tiny little paddle, it soon became clear that we were, as they say, dead in the water, which, believe it or not, can kind of suck the romance out of a day. But then, miracle of miracles, off in the distance, we spotted this little putt-putt motorboat headed our way. Now, I should mention here that watching for stranded and or capsized sailboats has always been something of a spectator sport on our lake. And these two kids, this boy who at the time was probably about 10 or 11 years old, along with his little sister... They'd been watching from their own camp, way down the lake, and had decided that it would be great if they could be the heroes who came to rescue us. I don't even think they'd said anything to their families. They just hopped into the boat, and now here they were, and don't you know he was some proud of himself, when he grinned at us and he shouted, "'Hey, mister! Need a tow?' Well, it wasn't exactly how I'd envisioned this going, but okay, it was getting late and it was time to go home. So we took down our sails, we tied the boats together, and we got all ready to go. Except we didn't. Turns out that in their enthusiasm to come and help us, these kids had neglected to check to see if they had enough gas. Which they didn't. So now we're all stranded out there in the middle of the lake. The kids are all upset, Lisa and I are trying to keep them calm. And also, by the way, the sun's starting to go down and it's going to be dark before long. But then, in an undertaking that I later found out was far more complicated than it should have been. Here comes my father. And he's driving one of the neighbor's motorboats. See, my mother and father had been watching all this from a distance. And since we didn't own a motorboat at the time... My dad's going up and down the shore trying to beg, borrow, or, if necessary, temporarily steal a boat from somebody so he could come and get us. And, of course, this would be the day that nobody's home. To tell the truth, I'm not even sure we knew the people who loaned him the boat. But as I said before, this was great entertainment on our lake, and I'm sure whoever it was just said, you go ahead, it's just much more fun for me to sit here and watch. Dad did make it, though, and before long, we created this marine caravan. Three boats of different shapes and sizes tethered to one another. Kids, adults, and elders, all linked together as one. Slowly, methodically, and oh so publicly, making our way home together. And trust me on this, for weeks, months, years after that, every time I'd raise the sails to head out onto the lake, there'd be somebody saying, Now you make sure you check the wind, Mikey. We don't want another parade like that one you had that other time. The thing is, though, what I remember most about this all these years later is not so much the embarrassment of it, nor even the fact that we could have been stranded out there on the water a whole lot longer than what we were. Rather, what I remember is what it took to bring us home. We certainly couldn't have done it by ourselves. And even with the well-intentioned help of those kids, God bless them, it wasn't going to happen. It took the caravan. It took the combined and connected caring of many people working together to bring us all home. And if you'd like to think of that story, as I do, as something of a parable, then the point of it is this. As God's people, we are connected in just the same way. You know, over the years, one of the lessons of which I have constantly been taught as a church pastor is that as regards the spiritual work we're called to do, we're never on the journey alone. And in fact, we can't be. At least not with the kind of power and depth that comes when we walk in tandem with one another and most especially with Jesus Christ. Clergy and laity alike, young and old, men, women, and children, we're all in this together. And we all have this shared mission, which is love. Love made real in caring and extended to those in our churches, our communities, and indeed to the whole world, who even now are feeling what it is to be out there and lost, drifting and stranded on the waters of life. We are here, beloved, and what we do as the church, which, as Paul wrote to the Ephesians, is how even here and now we are being built together into the very dwelling place of God. That is, living in humble imitation of Jesus himself, bringing his peace and his hope to a world that so often has decided that there's none to be had. We're here, together, bringing his teaching, his presence, and his love. And truly to be connected with Christ as we seek to be connected with one another. Because you know what? I am sure that right now, there's someone, somewhere, who needs a toe. And we're just the people to do it. And that brings us to the close of another episode of Love to Tell the Story. I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And Until next time, stay safe, be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. We'll talk to you soon.